show on the road, Daniel. Ready. Cool. All right. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is the guy that's always dancing in the dark, Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we're talking the new film, Blinded by the Light. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's listen to some Springsteen. Cheers. In the USSR. All right. Well, how's how's it going, Daniel? It's going good. So I see you brought us some beer today. What did you bring us for beer and tell? I brought um, "Salute the Sun" by Elysian Brewing. I think this is a new. This is their new. It's a new beer. I don't know if it's just a a summer seasonal, but I mean, I'm pretty sure. Considered IPA or pale ale. Oh, I think it's a uh, it's a pale ale with black limes. Mm. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I have not had it's got it. Some flavor to it before, so yeah, it's the first time I'm having it. But everything that I've had by Elysian is great. So cool. Well, thanks for bringing that in. Mm, that's good. It's hitting the spot too. It's been a nice hot day today. Okay, why don't we get ourselves into some movie news here, Daniel? What do you got for us this week? This week in movie news, I do not have a lot, but I was able to pick up a few. That's okay. So. Just some good ones. Starting off with rumor is Ryan Gosling met with Taika Waititi, the director of Thor. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok and the new Thor Love and Thunder. So people are like, well, maybe he's uh, going to be in the new Thor movie. Or, you know, it was also Taika Waititi's birthday, so maybe they're friends, but people aren't sure. But Might just wish him a happy birthday, giving him a card. I mean, yeah. Maybe, but you know, when you're... Or maybe he's going to direct Deadpool 3. That would be kind of sweet. <laughs> be different. <laughs> yeah. So, next we'll have another rumor, is that HBO is expected to spend around one point five billion dollars for the streaming rights to the big bang theory and two and a half men and we talked about this i let you know that earlier in the week but i thought it was confirmed but it's still just speculation of how much they're dishing out for those because i guess the big bang theory has never been on a streaming service so they're just trying to lock that exclusive down i thought it was on a prime but because i watched it with some a few episodes with somebody on prime but maybe they had purchased it i don't know I think so, because from what I understand, it's never been. That's crazy. Yeah. For those two properties, which like two and a half men, I guess maybe it's super rewatchable. I never, ever watched it. Uh, and I've also never seen the big. Well, I've seen episodes, but I've never watched. The long big as Seventy Show remains on Netflix, I'm good. I have the whole collection of that Seventy Show. So if they take it away, I don't care. I got everything. I got it sitting right over there myself. <laughs> At least the first six seasons. I don't really care about the other two. Yeah. Good enough. All right. So. That uh, that's a crazy amount of money for two shows that I don't love, but I understand that a lot of people do. I heard Californication's going off Netflix end of this month, so in a couple of weeks. But hopefully, it remains on Hulu because I'm rewatching it right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. But next, okay, so they have officially confirmed because like, uh, Ian McGregor was kind of attached to an Obi Wan Kenobi anthology movie for the spinoff, but I think it was after Solo they canceled all those. But I guess. They announced that it's official. It's was reworked into a Disney Plus TV show with Ian McGregor still attached. 
So it's one of the things like, we'll wait and see if it's good. I mean, even with the prequels, a lot of people agree that E. McGregor is probably one of the best characters represented in the prequels. Yeah, I don't I don't know. At this point, Disney has approved themselves. It's kind of like with DC. They got to have a few really good ones in a row before I'm cheering again for anything. Right. I got to exactly. see some good substance again. Like I'm looking forward to a few of these Disney Plus shows, mostly The Mandalorian. And yeah, the, if that ends up being amazing, then I will probably have faith restored that maybe they could do an Obi Wan TV show. And it's kind of it'll kind of be interesting if they let the reins go a lot more on the Disney Plus shows, so it might feel more like actual Star Wars because they seem to just be holding the movie reins a little bit too tight. Mm-hmm. But you know, hopefully we'll see. Hopefully it'll be good though. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But in happy Disney new <laughs> Disney news is Toy Story crosses the one billion dollar mark. It took a little longer than some of these other less deserving animated features. It seemed like that's why they tell the audience you got a friend in me because they like our money. Yeah, but I don't know this is the third billion dollar movie for I don't know like at least no probably like the fourth or fifth. <laughs> what for Disney this year? Yeah. They had um, Marvel, or they had Captain uh, Marvel, Endgame, Toy Story Four, Aladdin. Did Aladdin cross? Aladdin I know Lion did. King did. Lion King. Oh no! And then uh, Spider Man crossed one billion too. Okay, so that's six. Holy cow! And, and that's before Star Wars. They still have Star Wars left, and Frozen. I'm I'm guessing Frozen Two is going to be huge. Oh yeah. I mean, as much of a quote unquote cult following as that has with six year old girls, I feel like it's going to be just huge opening weekend like it might even shatter lion king's opening weekend i could see that because what did lion king have 185 190 million opening weekend i could i could see frozen 2 just even or more i don't know because even you and i are kind of um moved by these trailers like even though i think the older audience is like because i'm really drawn in with the more mature tone that the trailers have taken so So, i know a lot of of parents will be drugged to that one that weekend (laughs) oh yeah because some parents you know, probably sit down and be like, well, I could be watching Door of the Explorer right now. I'm sure. sure glad I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I feel like they got at least two more billion dollar ones coming. I mean, unless Star Wars 9 flops, but I doubt it'll be a flop. It's it's too big to fail, essentially. But we'll see. But yeah, so that's pretty much all like the little news I got. Um, the only teaser or the only trailer that I'm just going to mention real quick because i know this is a big deal for people who aren't you and me but the newest like remake of little women uh they dropped a new trailer of all I, the little... I, I, yeah i did see it and i know emma I almost said emma stone emma watson's in it and i don't really remember anybody else that's in it but meryl streep meryl streep okay so yeah so people are kind of buzzing about this because it's like kind of a classic movie obviously classic yeah novel. we'll see because what was the is it the 90s when the one came out when I a writer Kirsten Dunst yeah that was somewhere like mid 90s I think so so it's been a while I actually wouldn't mind seeing that one again I remember young as a younger me liking it like in junior high high school or whatever our sisters really liked that movie a lot yeah too. I wouldn't mind seeing that one again and I mean yeah maybe we'll go see this new one it didn't look like oh my gosh amazing gotta see it but it yeah it's a little women yeah I think most of us know the story oh well that's why you got to remake it every once in a while to get those newer generations in. Yeah, no, nah, I think it'll be good. All right, cool. Well, it'll, that's at least look like decent filmmaking in the trailer. Yeah, so we'll see. I saw what was the trailer I saw before Blind by the Light? That one with Thomas Edison with the uh, 
Cumberbatch playing him. Yeah, we talked. I think we talked about that we one a few weeks ago. So was that the, oh, I forget? I, what the the trailer. I don't. I don't. Know, but yeah, and uh, currency war. Currency. Cur- current war. The current war. Yeah, that's what it was called. With the uh, who? Uh, Michael Shannon and oh, Tom man. Holland. Yeah, I he looks. Yeah, looks like it'll be good. Yeah, no, that should be really good. But yeah, I saw that before Blinded by the Light. The first time I've seen that one in theater. Yeah, it was actually kind of nice. If it was all fresh trailers. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I know. I was a couple. Well, we'll talk about. It, but I'm. A, I was a couple minutes late, so I missed all the trailers in about a minute and a half of the movie. Maybe yeah, three okay. minutes. But yeah, all fresh trailers. So that was nice. <laughs> Just a relief. But yeah. All right. Well, is that it for movie news, or do you have more? No, that's all I got this cool. week. Cool. Well, let me move on to other movies we've seen this week. I've only got one to talk about. And I've only got one now, because I'm in the process of watching The Godfather, but I'm not done yet. Ooh, Daniel's going to go down his list, it sounds like, from a couple weeks ago. Yep. Which, yeah, if you haven't listened to that yet, we got a bonus episode called The Ten Movies We're Ashamed to Say We've Never Seen. And yeah, I remember Daniel had Godfather on his list. Well, do you want to talk about what we did see this week? No, no, I'm going to just try and save it all, because I've got like another hour to 45 minutes to an hour chunk left. And I'm just going to knock that out. Oh, no, you said you had another one, though. Oh, my other movie. Okay, so the other movie I watched was just a movie. My girlfriend and I were just hanging out, so we just threw something on while we were just hanging out. But we watched the whole thing, so I put it on. as We watched Deadpool because we were just having a Sunday fun day, not really wanting to watch anything too serious. So we just watched Deadpool again for probably the fifth Excellent. or sixth time that I've seen it. <laughs> still funny. Still, still a good time. I tried to make... <laughs> I actually tried to say, I'm like, if we're watching Deadpool, why don't we just watch Detective Pikachu since you haven't even seen that? And it's almost the same thing as far as like the quips. <laughs> not not quite, but it's still, it was, it was fun. So we watched Deadpool. Nice. Yeah, I'm overdue to watch both of those. It'd be kind of fun to just have a Deadpool night and watch them back to back. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was assigned a film this week. Okay. I saw a movie called extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile now say it five times fast yeah, right <laughs> i know every time like i'm trying to remember that i'm only hold, i'm holding it right here in front of me on imdb otherwise i'm always like uh extremely vile? E- evil vile extreme wicked shocking wicked I, i'm always like uh, i don't remember the order anyway so yes it's a netflix original starring zach efron and lily collins directed by joe berlinger and written by Elizabeth, uh, I think it's Klopfer, Klopfer, and Michael Weary. So, it's the uh, story of Ted Bundy, and famous serial killer, famous serial killer. So yeah, and I gotta say, overall, um, I mean, it kind of felt like a made-for-TV movie, but I thought it was good though overall. And I feel like if you divide it up into three acts, I felt like it got better each act. Oh, there's well, a little good. little more going on and get it got more interesting each act so this was kind of interesting because you know we don't see him out there committing the murders it's not um you know like violence porn for anybody if that's what you're looking for it's just not going to be that a lot of court cases going on you know sometime with him in prison uh, a lot of stuff with his i guess they were never married according to this just girlfriend well there's a whole fun great story about that but no they were never actually married essentially she were i don't know well I won't get into it because that, but that they were never married. <laughs> okay, well, is it spoiler giving it away or something else? Like, is it in the documentary that that it's on Netflix? Well, I think it's in the documentary, and I've heard it on like podcasts, but it's just a fun antidote of him pursuing her. But it's just, 
Yeah, just watch the watch the documentary. It's All in right. there. <laughs> anyway, so they're never married. They just dated for a while, and you know she had a daughter and everything, and you know he kind of made them his family. But yeah, it's kind of cool seeing things from her perspective, her point of view, because she, she could have been a super push to the side character that we bring back every once in a while. But she was very right. involved in this. Once say it was from her point of view per se, but they were pretty fifty fifty in this as far as like screen time and everything. Right. But yeah, I, I, so overall, yeah, I enjoyed watching this. It was very interesting. I thought Zach Efron did a really good job playing the character, and just so many just interesting things like just the, the fact I think they touch they touch on this that literally a serial killer could be anywhere if you walk by somebody in the mall it could be a serial killer you just walk by I mean yeah. he was very charming girls thought he was handsome you know you see girls in the movies like you'd walk by him and smile at them and they'd be like Ooh. yeah I mean it's I'd smile if Zac Efron smiled at me little do they know <laughs> that he might kill you exactly but I yeah, know I thought it was yeah, very interesting uh, to watch. I and I, I did like that last, especially that last court scene and everything. Got the guy from Big Bang Theory oh, in yeah, there, Sheldon. Sheldon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall, I enjoyed myself. It was it was fun to fun to sit down and watch it. Now I'm in, interested to learn more. Yeah, I'll probably watch the four part documentary series that's on Netflix now, the Ten Buddy Tapes. And yeah, that was another interesting. That basically like days, maybe hours before his death, he just sat down and just spilled it all. Yep. On death's door. Right. Uh, but you've seen it, right? What did you think of it? No, I liked it a lot. I mean, I I definitely like... Like, it, it does, like, it, do, uh, it doesn't play as, like, much, like, informationally, like, this is what happened, this is what happened. Like, it's kind of, like, not glorified. I don't know, like, kind of like... An, it's an... It's, I, uh, <laughs> I guess what I'm just trying to get out is an interesting take on a horrible person that you don't, like... I don't want to say it's glorifying them, but it kind of like shows them and like, like how like his uh, girlfriend's perspective where she doesn't know. So it's like this is kind of like the surreal experience. Like this is how she kind of like sees it, but also you know, you get, you know, you get a little bit of both. So I just thought that take was interesting, and I think the same guy who directed this movie also directed the documentary for the Ted Bundy tapes. He, he did. So yeah. he did both. He did like the kind of interesting, like cleaned up version. Then he did the nitty gritty one too. Yep. So I think that's cool. I do. I gotta say, I do love that scene um, towards the end there where they're talking when he's in jail and they're talking through the phone. Yeah. And she's like, just tell me the truth. Like set me free. I know you did it, but I need to hear it from you. Like set me free kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I can move on with my life. I thought that was a really good moment there. Yeah. And yeah, when she shows the photo and says, how did this girl's head disappear? And how he reveals it was just great, I thought. Yeah. I and Swift I forgot to say, Haley Joel Osment is in this movie. <laughs> he plays her boyfriend that she meets at the office. Okay. So. Yeah, he looks a little different than he did in Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. In Sixth Sense. But yeah, it was kind of fun seeing him pop up in this. But overall, yeah, I'd say if you got Netflix, check it out. Watch it. Sweet. All right. All right. Well, let's move on here. You had nothing else? No, that's it. I know. It's a week. Uh, didn't have a lot of time to watch some movies. That's all right. Let's move on here and talk some Blinded by the Light. Blinded by the Light. So, yeah, Blinded by the Light here. Written, directed by, um, I'm going to butcher her name, but bear with me. Gurinder Ch- Chada. I don't know. Not even you try. probably did as good as I was going to be able to do. <laughs> Again, yeah, unless I hear, I need to hear the name over and over. But if yeah. I've never heard it before, who knows if I'm going to pronounce it right. Yeah, so just 
Fear anyway, the same writer, director that did Bennett like Beckham a few years back. I don't know if you remember that one. I do remember that one. And that was, yeah, that was like. That was like early 2000s. That's been a while. But yeah, yeah. same writer, director. Uh, yeah, good cast of unknowns. I mean, there's a couple faces that I recognize, but mainly just unknowns. I, yeah, you got the. <laughs> I'm looking at the names of stuff like Vivek Kalra as Yaved. Oh man, yeah, yeah. This is, this is what's calling Yavid mom, dad, sisters. Yeah, it's like Mira Ganatra. But anyway, so yeah, movie takes place in 1987 Britain. A teenager learns to live life, understand his family, and find his own voice through the music of Bruce Springsteen. So. Going into this, Daniel, uh, I guess I'll give my quick overthoughts. You know, I saw the tra- a couple trailers for this. Thought it looked decent. I, I like the uh, concept quite a bit, actually. I thought it was kind of fun. Just a, based off, I didn't know this based off true story until I saw it today when it said based off a true story at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of cool just to some kid living in Britain during the 80s, and he's just learning about life through listening to Bruce Springsteen on his little Walkman. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I thought it was a cool concept. So yeah, it's like, that'll be fun to check out. And I gotta say, I liked it a lot, actually. I thought the material was handled very well, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, might have gone on maybe ten minutes longer than it should have been, but not much to complain about there. I mean, we've seen stuff this summer go way more longer than it should have. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I thought it was really good, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. No, I I like it, too. Like, I always look forward to, like, I'm not, like, a musical-loving person, like, like, music, like the traditional musicals, but I love musically-driven movies. Like... Baby Driver, Almost Famous, like this movie. Um, a few others off the top of my head. I don't but, In you know, the shallow, the shallow. Yeah, even movies like that. And like, and like, but who knows? So like, I like musically driven movies. Like, it's something that I really enjoy. It's probably my favorite, like, type of movie to check out. So I was really looking forward to this. It looked fun. It looked energetic. It just looked like a fun, like, a coming of age story for, um, Oh, Springsteen fan in the 80s, I guess. I, I guess, know. yeah. That was to really... Well, yeah, it was a good feel-good, yeah, coming-of-age movie. Yeah. Which is also, like, my second favorite type of movie. So, like, things like Almost Famous and this just, like, get me. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I, I, I was really excited going in, and I don't think I was disappointed. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that they handled the material very good. I mean, I guess, this, this, like I said, this is based off a true life story. Right. And I, I got to say, as far as structuring it, as far as a on-screen story goes, they did a lot better job than the writing and directing of Brian Banks that we talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brian Banks, what a story, but was just not executed to the full capacity it could have been. Right. But this, I thought they did a way better job with it. And yeah, I liked the cast. I liked his family quite a bit. Um, you know, his dad, the guy that plays his dad looks really familiar. I guess he was in Bennett like Beckham. Um, I'm trying to think if I have seen him in anything else. I'm looking at him on IMDb right now, and I, nothing is popping up that I have seen him in. So, I don't know. He just has a look of familiarity, I guess. I thought the direction of this was really cool. Like they did a lot, Especially when he starts listening to the Bruce Springsteen music, having like the lyrics all around him, behind him, and stuff like that, and like yeah. sometimes circling. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Kind of... It gets the audience involved more, I feel like. I think the only... Well, yeah. I, no, I did, I did like that, too. Um, and for the most part, that worked for me. There's only, like, one scene that it was happening that didn't work for me. But... 
And that's what well, I'll just say, because it was part of the trailer when he was like against the wall and it's like, Tim, my, or that uh, crap. I don't even remember what song it was. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. You didn't like that. So that's a, see, that's a sequence I really did like when he throws his jacket on, goes outside. I don't like that. Would that le- seemed a little bit cheesy to me just because I'm like, it just looks like, like, instead of like how most of the other words were kind of like, you know, obviously like digitally at like added in afterwards and that maybe it was just because they had used that and this is the only time that it looked like he was just facing a projector that was projecting on the wall that it was a little bit break from the form that maybe i felt a little off-putting but that was the only one that i didn't i don't know that's a small complaint i don't know that's okay that's all right (laughs) you're you're allowed to complain picky knit picking yeah i i there's so many good things i liked about this like i enjoyed um, so we're following, um, I'm trying to think of the character's name, Yavid. We're following him around. You know, he's got his friend that lives, they live like in like townhome neighborhoods. Yeah. He's got his friend that lives across the way. And yeah, this is all taking place in Britain. I think we mentioned that 1987. I liked how they did do a quick, uh, flashback at the very beginning with them as kids and showing what his friend get like a sweet bike for his birthday and he just got a notepad or something. Oh man! Well, I missed that part. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, for up top, I was three minutes late to the movie. Oh, damn. So okay, I guess I'm like, oh, I don't remember that, but that's why. Three minutes late. <laughs> three minutes. Okay, late. well yeah, they do a quick flashback where they show him and his friend Matt as kids that are like ten years old, and they're talking about things they got for their birthdays. So yeah, he just got a notepad and a Rubik's cube, and his friend got a sweet bike. But yeah, it's kind of funny because that's when he starts just his journaling and his the start of all his writing that he does okay so that was when he got that notepad okay so i didn't miss but yeah then they yeah they fast forward to just the present time of him in high school and he hasn't met his uh that one friend yet i'm trying, I'm trying to point to that kid's name not map uh, roops was that his name roops um that I sounds th- right i think so i'll i'll try but well, his other uh pakistanian friend yeah, I think that is Roops. Roops, I think it was Roops. Okay. I don't know. I just thought everything, again, executed very well, and we didn't spend too much... I mean, the story moved along pretty good. We didn't, like, go spend excessive excessive amounts of time places. Like, there's there could have been, like, a whole wedding scene with his sister, like, when he goes over to New Jersey. Yeah. We could have spent time with him over there. We didn't really... You know, they did their tour, tour stuff, but the event he was there for, we didn't even see that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that. Because I thought they had, when they, because they go from them doing their tour stuff to like, they cut back to his dad in Britain. And I thought we were just like showing what he was doing while they're over here. Instead, the camera pans over and there he is standing there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so, that but was- uh, yeah, so I thought they kept it, they kept out stuff that we really didn't need to see to keep the story going. So it would, because I mean, it was still a two hour movie, but went by, went down pretty smooth, I think. Yeah. But you could easily just be like, no, we'll add those. It'll be fine. Two and a half hour movie. Oh, gosh. No. no. But, so, yeah. Like, they left out stuff that didn't really need to be there. And, you know, you're right. For the sake of keeping things moving. But, yeah. I liked all these characters, though. Like, I liked his, his dad quite a bit. I mean, and they really gets into, like, someone's psychology of these kind. Like, you know, because they, they came from Pakistan to Britain. You know, to start, he wanted to make a life for his family. Right. And he's working in the car manufacturing place and gets laid off. And, you know, you just see the struggles. Like, I want to provide for my family. Like. You see things like, you know, other culture things like everybody that makes money puts it all in a pool, essentially a family pool. Yeah. That helped pay the bills and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, which I thought that was all pretty interesting to watch and learn about. Yeah, no, I like that, too. Plus, it like especially relates to like an American psyche because essentially he's doing the American dream. 
right. what we're you know, people are told is the American dream, just in the UK. Yeah. You know? So I thought like this is still very relatable. And you know, then you tie it back to America with Bruce Springsteen too. Right. But uh yeah, no, I, I liked that a lot. I liked the to watch the interesting dynamics with his whole family. Cause you know, like obviously the younger kids kind of feel like his sister feels the same way as he does for the most part. But you know, like then his parents are super old school. Like his dad, just, you know, yeah, he said they collect money from everybody. Well, they still have their Pakistani values. Like yeah. their daughters, their oldest daughters being wed off, you know, arranged marriage still. Yeah. But her, yeah, you can see like the Britain culture's influence, like his youngest sister or younger sister. Yeah, because I were, can tell if he was older than her or he, if he was the youngest. I feel like they were probably about the same age. I feel like he was probably maybe a few years older than her. Okay, maybe a year older, a year younger. I don't know. They were right around each other. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you can tell like she's been influenced by some of the uh, Britain culture a little bit here. Like, right. We find out later that she's been secretly dating a guy for a while. Yeah, for almost over a year. <laughs> Sounds like she went to an all-girls school. Maybe. I know hers had uniforms. Did, and yeah, he was in, that's he, what I understand. It seemed like he was in public school and she was in like a private school. Which I like. Why aren't they both in private school? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't know either. But but it was. I enjoyed. Definitely enjoyed all the eighties. Like that was great. Everybody's hairstyles. I loved when he was walking through the cafeteria and then we're like, "You got your what salt and pepper group? You got your wham wannabes?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Still so, have goss. <laughs> and goss yeah I, I thought that was hilarious yeah i like that but yeah there's a, a lot of good humor mixed there that i found myself laughing out loud there's only two of us in my theater screening so <laughs> not a lot of playback yeah there was a there was myself and this gal who was probably like 65 70 watching it we were both in the very back row like five seats apart <laughs> but yeah we laugh at the same stuff for the most part okay it was oh yeah it was it was kind of fun like there was one part um i remember talking to her during the movie a second um when they're the car won't start so they're he's getting the dad's car won't start so they're getting the family to push start it right and i look over her i'm like man kids kids these days will never know the struggle and she's like yeah right i mean i can even say like when i was (laughs) when i was in the theater i remember thinking to myself like they should probably just get an automatic and then if like a second later i'm like oh duh that's not a thing yet. 1987. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, what did you think? I loved his teacher, Miss Clay. I thought she was great and how she kind of influenced him and like encouraged him. Because yeah, he's he's a writer and he's starting to have doubts. Because I mean, his family wants him to keep with more traditional things. And they're like, writing, right. you can't have a career in writing. Right. And he's like, but it's what I want to do. It's what I like. And, yeah, and I, I, I like this whole story though. It's like, you got a lost teen, 16, doesn't. Kind of knows he wants to do, kind of doesn't, trying to just find himself and discover himself outside of his family. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he meets his, um, that other friend, um, what did we say his name was? Roop. Roops. Roops. And, yeah, he's like, guard lives with your life, hands him two Bruce Springsteen cassettes, and, yeah, eventually he, we see him listening to him, and he just starts this whole, like, oh, my God, this guy's speaking to me. It's like he knows me. He's speaking to me, and he just... Creates this obsession around Bruce Springsteen, and I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of glorious just to watch it all just take off. I mean, there's so many good moments in this. Like, what are a couple like any st- standout scenes that you liked? Well, one thing is like, like the kind of like the stand up, like how like it kind of, and this is exactly how it happens to you. Like you're a teenager looking for something to like sink your teeth into, and you just find like that one band or that one type of music that you love, and it kind of just like 
redefines your life for at least a short period of time. But like when he starts listening to Springsteen, you see all his posters change to Springsteen posters and he get, puts whatever Springsteen thing he can get his hand up, hands on up in his room, which I think is just like very relatable to any teenager. You just you you get you find something that you really like and it's just like that's essentially like your identity for a while. So yeah. I thought that was very cool how they went across that. And even like kids from the 80s, kids from the 90s, 2000s, like I think. I can't see that ever stopping <laughs> is to just find something to hang on to. So I liked that. I just like, it seemed like as far as like a totally different culture, but still super relatable because, you know, we live in the U S and we're not Pakistani. So there's no. two things, but it still feels like, like oh, I relate to that guy. <laughs> From what I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> you know? Well, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I think most of us have been there too, where we're just trying to find ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, we do find that thing that speaks to us, whether it's something through music or maybe it's certain films out there that speak to us, but we find something that to latch on to. Yeah, exactly. So I liked how they I liked how they did that a lot. I did like his uh girlfriend that he got in the movie. Yeah, she was a fun character. Eliza. I, I love <laughs> I was just giving anything away. I love when he goes over to her house for dinner and her her dad is like trying to give him some wine she's like dad he's from pakistan he's muslim they don't drink and he's like oh well i won't tell anyone if you don't <laughs> just, like, so good i laughed really hard but i'm like wow like just <laughs> it's just just kind of like people who don't really understand anything else outside of their own thing and i just i think that's hilarious like the juxtaposition for the young generation and then like the proper like middle class british people yeah <laughs> so funny. and there's yeah there's definitely some good laugh out loud moments like that in the movie and i and i appreciated those too because it's, it's fun to intermix yeah. a little bit of humor now and then yeah but yeah this i don't know i just had a really good time watching the story like i didn't know if i'd be quite in the mood for that kind of movie that early because I, I saw this movie at 11 this morning so i just mm-hmm. didn't know if i'd be in, in the mood for it but i was like all in by the end and i was like very invested in these characters and i mean i even might have shed a tear possibly you shed a tear maybe quite possibly whoa i mean i didn't even shed a tear i think i might have i might like the part for me i don't think this i don't think much we talk about gonna be too spoilery is when his dad handed him the spring scene tape after they saw his speech i was like Oh, that was a really great moment. That was was touching. That was probably one of my standout moments too. Just because like how much of like a dad approach that was. He's like, I didn't listen to the music, but I read the lyrics and I like what he's talking about in his lyrics. Yeah. Are we giving too much away with that? I don't know. I I I don't, I don't want to be too spoilery, but, um, like, I mean, like it was a really good touching moment. I thought it's kind of like, it follows like kind of follows like the course of what most coming of age, like stories come like, you know, there's a dispute. There's, backlash but you know usually by the end something comes around and you're i mean i guess i like his dad a lot i mean i like a stern father figure i know like especially as a teenager like oh what an asshole like god yeah. but i like the stern father figure i think we need more of that yeah no i know it's interesting i like yeah i liked his character too like i mean like how because they did a good job with his character i think he's probably one of the better rounded characters mm-hmm. like his mom they don't give her a lot of screen time. She's not as well-rounded as the father, but I like the father's just like, you know, he comes off his term, kind of comes off as sometimes just like, um, not insincere, but like, I don't know, like it just kind of comes off. And you're like, wow, what a jerk. Or just like, what a terrible person. But then like, they still go through it. And he's just like, 
It shows him being emotional and it just rounds him out, which is like, he still just wants the best for everybody in his house. And he's going through a hard time himself because he's lost his job. So he just feels like he's right. failed. And, and, I, and I, I think they'd still made a decent three dimensional character out of the mother too. They, yeah. I mean, they gave her some good time. I and mean, we see her like, she works from home. Right. What what does she sew exactly? I didn't I, get the I didn't get that. I got that she sewed, but I couldn't tell what quilts. I, I, I have no well, idea. Well, I think they're just wrapped up in little packages. I don't know if those were quilts or if those were just like, you know, like clothes. I, I don't or know. Like a blanket to keep the clothes that are inside of it clean. Right. Yeah. I'm I couldn't a, tell. I just know she sewed. That's it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really sure what she was doing, but she was like a seamstress or maybe. But she I mean, didn't. I like the idea. Like they're all working together to make it to the. I mean, I'm guessing. Pr- that seemed like private school the girl went yeah. to. That can't be cheap. Yeah, private school is always expensive. Even back in the eighties, <laughs> I'm sure it's not cheap. Right. But yeah, I do like how they all work together as family, and yeah, it was just kind of fun to watch all that. Um, I'm trying to think of some good points or scenes. Again, I loved his teacher how she would influence him and how she actually ended up submitting his work to a competition. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, how she was believing in him and trying to encourage him. And did you recognize who was playing her? I did not. So that is played by Miss Clay. Hold on. She is played by Harley Atwell, also known as Peggy Carter. Oh, really? Okay. No, I feel like I should have picked up on that. But I also didn't pick up like the uh, the girl from yesterday was the girl from Baby Driver. Yeah. Which I definitely should have picked up on that, too, because I've seen that movie like four or five times. Yeah. At least. But yes, Miss Clay. Yeah, the principal, I don't know. She looked familiar too. Sally Phillips, who played the principal. I think it was the principal. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, know. She only showed up for like a scene or She two. looked familiar, but yeah, I don't know. I got to say, one of my f- favorite standout moments of this was uh, when he and his friend put the Bruce Springsteen record on in the school, then locked the door to the DJ booth. Yeah, like, to, like the school radio room. That And then just that whole dance sequence that that led into. I just thought that was a great scene. No, loved, it was a lot of fun. I loved every minute of it. I also love the scene uh, with them at the cafe in the mall. The bitch asses, like, telling them to move and making a move, and then him getting his tape back. Yeah. And spitting in that kid's face. Like, what bunch of punks. I know. You're just like, ugh. And yeah, There, oh. there were a few a-holes in this movie. Um, one that sticks out. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even believe I was watching this, but, like, the kids would even think of doing this. When his dad's over at his friend's house oh, talking, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden there's kids at the door, like little ten year olds at the door, and one's pissing through the the mail slot. Yeah. And they're fine with it. They're like, oh, "That's okay. That's why we have the plastic rug here." Well, I wouldn't say they're fine with it, but but I mean they're not doing anything about it. Well, I don't know. It's just, yeah, there's. I would know what I would do is hook up some electric current to that mail slot. And as soon next time he's doing it, flip a switch and zap him right up his little tiny urethra. Oh Jesus! That's what I would do to take care of it. I doubt he'll be peeing through my door, mail door again. Well, you're probably right. It probably wouldn't happen again. I just, I was like, oh my gosh, kids would actually do that. That's horrible. I mean, I could see it. But they put up with it because they obviously they put the mat down. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just not right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's definitely not right. But then you know, I don't know. It's just. It's just one of those weird things. You're like, I don't. Yeah, obviously, there's like, a lot of tension in the communities. Like kids are little a holes, but yeah. Well, even the adults. Well, actually, you didn't really see any adults being super a holes. It was mostly just teenagers and little kids. Yeah. Um, well, there's the the riot towards the end. You see that? Well, yeah, that's true. But 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some more things. Like, yeah, we talked about like cool things with the lyrics all around him. I, th- I thought that was a really cool way to kind of uh-huh. get the audience involved in it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other scenes that really stood out. There's. Uh, what's the scene? I don't know. I mean, like, we've talked about a lot of like different scenes, and I think like. If this sounds interesting, like if you like musical, like type, mu- like musical driven movies, not musical. <gasps> oh. Yeah, this isn't um, going to be like a Bohemian Rhapsody or Rocket Man, but it's still like Daniel was saying earlier, like a Baby Driver or um, Almost well, Famous. Well, I mean, well, I, kind I, of I, I, those famous. are hard movies because they're both really good movies. Although this was a pretty good movie. I still put Baby Driver and Almost Famous probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying as far as type and style of music-driven. I know, but I'd be remiss if I didn't go and be like, whoa, but seriously, though, Almost Famous. Because I love that movie I still so put Chi-Chi Bang over Almost Famous. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's a musical, though. <laughs> that's true, but a fun one. I don't know. So, I, I don't know. If this sounds interesting, I'd say definitely go check it out. It's two hours long. Um, so like, I think we kind of said like, I think it's worth checking out. So if we're going to grade this out here, um, I mean, we've talked about likes, a couple dislikes, I think. Yeah. Standout moments. Standout moment. I think for me was the scene in the school where they're, they put the record on. I thought that was great. Yeah. That was a great scene too. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I guess what my ending bit was like, it's two hours. It's somewhat intimidating for this type of movie, but I'd say like this movie actually moves along. And I feel like it, it knows what it's doing. And so the two hours, they went by really fast. Like, it didn't feel like it dragged too much, if it if at all. No, if it felt longer to me, it's because I did sit through 20 minutes of previews. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even get the 20 so, minutes of previews. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, I'd say pretty solid. If you thought it looked interesting in the trailer, I would say, yeah, you're right. So go check it out. <laughs> I know, the trailer skips in. Like, it's a feel-good movie of the year. And I'm like, well... I felt pretty good. I thought I did. I mean, I, I got a little emotional there at the end. I, yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So yeah, I'm going to grade it out and say it's solid A. Yeah, I'll give it a solid A too. Like this is like my favorite type of movies. Coming of age and like musically driven movies. It's like double whammy for me. And you know, while I don't really know a lot of Bruce Springsteen, I enjoyed listening to all the songs that they played and like how they incorporated the lyrics into what was happening on screen. Yeah. Yeah, just him singing the words too, like when he was singing it to the girl. I also like the scene too with the uh, when he's helping his friend and his friend's dad. Um, I guess whatever like work at their little like outdoor thrift shop. Outdoor thrift shop, yeah. When everyone starts singing there, I love him dissing his son too. Like, I wish this kid would learn to listen to some decent music. It's like Billy Joe, try and raise your kids right. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, there there is definitely some good humor throughout. Yeah, no, I but liked yeah. it a lot. I would say, yeah, overall, pretty solid. Check it out. Definitely red box it for sure. But yeah, yeah it's definitely worth a watch. Especially yeah, looking for a good feel-good movie. All right, well, why don't we move on here then, Daniel, and do some gambling. Okay, so we're first we're going to look at what we bet on last week, which was... Uh, last week we bet on Good Boys. Oh, Good Boys. Yes, of course. Last week we bet on Good Boys. Daniel bet 50%. I bet 73%. At the time of recording, it was at 80%. Daniel, in the last week, where did Good Boys go? Okay, well, it went surprisingly uh, down. Just kidding. That wasn't surprising. What is surprising is how low it went down. 
because a week ago it was 80% with 25 reviews, something like that. Now with 174 reviews, it is at a 78%. So I was kind of surprised, like with a week of variation, like it only went down 2% with like 100 plus uh, reviews. That means I finally won. Yes. Yeah. So apparently people are liking this movie. I mean, it's got an 88% audience uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe we should well. review that next week because I don't know if there's anything coming out next week that I want to see. I took a look and no, there's not. All right, so I get to assign Daniel a movie. Hmm, what can I assign oh, Daniel? Jordan, it's been so long. Do you remember what movies are? Uh, I'm trying to remember what Daniel has or hasn't seen. I know he's got someone on his list here. I got to sign him. I know. I mean, I'm working uh, my way through Godfather right now. I know. And Goodfellas. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to assign you. I don't know if it's really a feel good movie from last year, but it is a movie from last year. That I don't think you ever saw, Daniel. Did you see Eighth Grade? I did not. Well, Daniel, congratulations. This is your lucky week. Streaming on Amazon right now is Eighth Grade. Have fun. Beautiful. I almost like, I every time I see it at Target, it's only like eight to ten dollars. So I always think about picking it up because you said it was really good, and it feels like a movie that I would enjoy. But uh, yeah, cool. Eighth Grade. Well, it's streaming yeah. on Amazon right now, so you can go watch it without paying eight dollars. Sweet. All right. Cool. So, yeah. What have we been on this week? I'm thinking we bet on Ready or Not. Ready or Not. Yep. That oh was my the. Gosh. That's coming out next week. <laughs> Looks ridiculous. Yet I think this is the best for now. It might be a dumb, fun horror. Like this would be the only movie that we would might do next week, but we could also do Good Boys. I might vouch for Good Boys <laughs> and just have it be a week late. Fair enough. I might still go see this anyway because my girlfriend likes fun horror movies and this looks like something that'd be up our alley. I don't know. All right. So, ready or not. Um, I just can't tell. I cannot tell. I mean, do I want to see it? Looks like an okay concept. Do I want to see it though? Not But it's always really. so hard because if you like see a movie, it looks goofy with a goofy premise, but it's at the same time how people judge it. Like if it's self-aware... If they'll judge it like on it knowing exactly what it is and being that, or if you get the other side of the coin where it's just not that good, so people are like, "Well, we're gonna rate it badly." I don't know. So I mean, it's got a couple things going for it. Female lead kicking ass. I'm gonna go. It looks like it. It looks like it would be fun, but not amazing. All right, I put fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent. Okay. So I put 68%. That's a six and an eight. <laughs> All right. So we got a 20-point differential right so now. So do we have anything of, of time of recording? Let's find out with ready or not. Okay. So as of time of recording for ready or not, the tomato meter with 21 reviews is at 100%. So out of okay. 21 people, everybody has liked it so far. Son of a gun. But like I said, like this is a type of movie that it can just go either way super fast. So it's not over until it's over, Jordan. You got to remember that. Because one of the weeks, I was winning when we, or you were winning when we started recording. By the end of it, when we checked, I won. <laughs> so we won't know till we know. <sighs> All right, I don't know. It just it didn't look like it's going to be, especially with critics, like a highly acclaimed kind of movie. Especially with it, Chapter Two, 
ar- like literally around the corner from this movie. Yeah. I think that just about wraps it up here for this week. But yeah, that was a f- fun talk, fun movie. I yeah, I definitely would say check it out. I don't know if this is one I'll buy in the future, but I definitely want to see it again. Yeah. I know. Good it's sa- like what- God. It's one of those movies I'd suggest to people when it comes out, rent it. Four bucks, definitely well spent. If you're just renting it from Redbox or wherever. <laughs> I don't know. And if you like movies like this, if you've never heard of Almost Famous, watch that movie. If you never heard of Baby Driver, watch that movie. All right, Daniel. Well, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us? You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram, movies underscore Bruce. We're most active on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of it. Let us know what you're looking forward to, looking forward to Ready or Not, looking forward to It Chapter 2. Let us know. Thanks for downloading the podcast and listening. Thanks for sharing with friends and family and helping the podcast grow. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.